The Coast Combat Hour. Ed Carver Hall, as always, with Matthew Hawkins, screwing around on the internet, uh, <laughs> talking about. Uh, well, I mean, lots going on in, in the in the combat sports world. I guess we should talk about Matt. The uh, the biggest news that's kicked off the week: Ben Askren's retirement. I don't know. Um, what's your take? Like, like what, what? What was your reaction when you heard the news or read it? I was a little surprised just because uh, I figured most guys like to retire on a uh, a win, but you get sucked into that where you, you, you get a win and then you feel like you're back and, and then you eventually get a loss and another loss and another loss and another loss. <laughs> and it never <laughs> seems to end well. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, I feel like Askren did what he said he wanted to do. I, I mean, obviously he didn't win a world championship, but he came in and he competed against some of the top guys. Um, I mean, he fought two of the best, uh, you know, violent brawlers, basically, essentially in, in, in M. Asphodel and Lawler. And then he tested himself against the arguably the greatest grappler, uh, especially at, uh, you know, submission grappler at, at 170 pounds. So it didn't go his way. Um, he was in two of the three fights. I mean, obviously, he won one versus Lawler. Uh, the Masvidal fight, I always chalk up a little bit to... Uh, Fluke's not the right word, but uh, obviously if they rematched, I don't think we'd see a five-second knockout. So um, that always will be left up to uh, fans to figure out how that would have played out. But, yeah. you know, uh, he made money. Uh, he uh, he became kind of famous, and uh, I'm sure he'll be able to do kind of whatever he wants to do now outside of the, the MMA. You know, outside of fighting, uh, he can be involved in MMA in really any aspect he wants, I think. Yeah, you no, know, he's definitely he's got a he started doing that thing with uh, Rufkin, which is like uh, the Martin Florani's new new streaming video like uh, content creation platform baby. He's definitely got a following with a, in the crypto space because he's a cri- cryptocurrency enthusiast. We actually had uh, the folks on this podcast from the Litecoin Foundation. They talked about how he's involved with them. Um, you know, obviously he does stuff for wrestling or whatever, anything physical, he's just going to be out of commission for, cause he's going to have that hip surgery. Uh, you know, what's funny is, is, uh, when I saw that, that, that was the reason for him choosing to retire, he talked about, uh, you know, hip replacement surgery. And we actually had, um, we had Jake Smith on the podcast not so long ago. And just before we started recording tonight, he tweeted like, you know, so many people retiring because they they're opting because they need to get the hip replacement surgery. And uh, I actually thought about that interview we did with him because he said, you know, if you remember when he was on, he was like, you know, that could have ended my career. So he decided to, you know, do alternative uh, options to, to relieve the pain or whatever they're dealing with when you need a hip replacement surgery. So it looks like that's what Ben Askren did for as long as he could. I mean, and, and not, he didn't do too bad, in my opinion. I mean, you know, he he got the title at one. I mean, he he uh, when he was uh, when he was in his prime, he he was you know he was a Bellator champion. He he he's got wins over Korishkov and Lima, um, you know. So he he it's it's it, what's that saying from Rocky, uh, whatever movie or Creed or one of those? You know, uh, time is undefeated. <laughs> So it's, it's yeah, one of those things. Uh, he falls victim to the um, to the UFC propaganda machine, and unfortunately, it was really built up behind him um, or against him for 
the vast majority of his career. So you got a lot of fans who, who've never once watched a Bellator or never once watched a one fighting championship who've never once, once watched anything outside of a random Saturday night UFC event yeah. um, that feel like they can judge him on his career based off his last three fights. And um, we've talked about it before. I mean, that's kind of the, uh, the worst thing I guess about MMA fans is, is we're not, our sport is spread out and uh, there's other fights and other fighters and other organizations that take place. And uh, you, you have to look some of that stuff out. It's not like the NFL or the NBA um, where essentially you can tune in on, on any given day for that or, you know, for that uh, organization or sporting organization and see the best uh, athletes in the world. I mean, there's obviously some great baseball players in Japan. Uh, football's pretty much into the NFL. There's not really much outside that. Um, but, and, and basketball's got some international uh guys out there that are really good uh, playing in, in Europe and in China and so forth. But uh, most of those guys eventually end up coming to the NBA uh, earlier in their career. And they're not uh, David's, you know, the, the, the commissioners of those organizations, uh, baseball and, and NBA aren't out there bashing. Uh, you know, they weren't bashing Yao Ming in China before he came to the, uh, before he came to the NBA, they, they were praising him and, and, wanting him to come to the NBA, Ichiro Suzuki for baseball. I mean, international stars that were making a name for themselves overseas. And then, uh, you know, it was always wanting them to come play in the major leagues or NBA. And whereas, uh, unfortunately, you had Dana White for basically close to a decade who was uh, disparaging Ben Askren. Uh, apparently, they, they worked through most of that stuff, obviously, to, to bring him in. But mm. um, a lot of damage was done, uh, I feel like, with the uh, – with the Twitter world, we'll say, and the, uh, and the quick flash news media who, who just takes quotes. And, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of the UFC. I, I don't, I, I liked what Dana White has done in a lot of cases. We've obviously had some stuff where we don't like, but, uh, there's some fans out there that take his word as gospel. And, um, he's no different than like a Don King or anybody like that. When it comes to promoting you're you're listening to a guy who you're giving money to and, um, he wants you to believe what he says. And, and unfortunately a lot of people without doing any research on their own, uh, believe what they hear. And that goes beyond just sports. That's, that's where we're at kind of as a, uh, as a population right now, you, you see a headline and that's, uh, that's what you, you live by. Yeah, man. I mean, uh, you, you're not wrong. I mean, it's definitely, uh, you know, the, the power of the internet and social media and, and, and the loudest, uh, the loudest and richest uh, uh, figureheads out there definitely lead folks to to follow something or another. But uh, I mean that that's that's where it is. I mean, what good luck to him in his retirement and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, I mean, you know, I, I actually I, I think you saw it too. Uh, I put up one put a, a comp, even ESPN in their retirement post when they when they were market pushing out that interview, they used the image of him getting knocked out by Jorge Masvidal. Which was kind of fucked up, in my opinion. But, yeah, that's um, what I'm talking about. Yeah, none of these other. You would never take. You know, when when Tom Brady retires from football, they're not going to show a picture of him laying in agony when you know yeah. in the one year he had his knee blown out in the yeah. first game of the year. I mean, that's not going to be the photo they decide to use. They're not. When Kobe Bryant retired, they didn't show him laying on the ground with a torn Achilles tendon. Yeah, uh, you know that that kind of stuff is is <laughs> special, I guess, for MMA. Um, uh, even you know, I, I don't think you would see it in boxing. I, I uh, no, 
you know, you're not going to yeah. see that. So it, it just kind of shows where, uh, where we're at. And, and yeah. And, and well, I mean, bias, so, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's why. So what I was saying was, uh, I, I, sh- I reshared it actually one, uh, one championship put out a really positive video that showed all the highlights of his wins and, and, uh, the camaraderie he had with his, not camaraderie, uh, you know, the respect he had with his opponents and stuff. So I shared that today too. I mean, they put that, obviously they put that out the day after the announcement It was out this morning. So it's, uh, it's, uh, up on their, on their social media feed and, and I shared it too. So, um, you know, it is what it is, but speaking of, uh, other promotions and, and, uh, <laughs> And uh, championships and stuff like that. So Kyoji, funny thing is when we record this, it's been happening a lot lately. I don't know if you've noticed. The following morning, I usually share a lot of like Ryzen announcements because I get the press releases in the middle of the night. So of course, the the one I get after we record last week is uh, that Kyoji Horiguchi tore his ACL, had surgery, and he's going to be out 10 months for recovery. Um, It looks like he's relinquished his Ryzen belt um, so that I, who knows how they said they're going to say how they're going to handle that soon, which I would imagine would be this week, given that the, you know, their, their card that they were supposed to be on is the end of next month. But, um, Bellator, I haven't seen any response from them, what they're going to do for the Bantamweight championship. So I wrote a piece at MMA news.com. I don't know if you had a chance to read it, but my, pro- my proposal was, uh, and this is where your encyclopedic memory needs to step in. But like, uh, I don't, they've done so, they've, they've been so, they've come so hard with the Grand Prix and the tournament stuff. They didn't do a 135 one yet, did they? No. So that's my solution to, you know, that's what I think they should do to resolve it on their end. Have a, have a tournament and either have Kyo, Kyoji defend when he's good enough. Because these Grand Prix seem to last a year, so if he's good enough to come back and defend at the end of the year, either that or just have have them fight to be the, the new champion. I uh, I don't disagree with that idea. The only thing, and and I didn't really notice it until right before the show. Uh, some quick research pulling it up here. Um, Bellator doesn't have a lot of bantamweights listed on their under contract. Um, I think a lot of the bantamweights bounce between 135 and 145. An example is this tournament right now we got going at featherweight. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the top bantamweights, uh, Caldwell uh, and Dantes, are the two that jump out at me. And obviously yeah. they're still involved in the 145-pound tournament. So that that um, makes things a little bit complicated. Um, we got James Gallagher. Um, a couple names that really jump out at me. Patrick Mix. Uh, he's yeah. obviously right there, but he's got a fight lined up. I believe it's, uh, is it, is it in Riz? I don't remember if it's in he's, he's uh, on Ryzen Japan. or. Yeah. He's, he's on the, uh, the, the, the Friday or the, not the, the New Year's Eve one, the one before that. So he's fighting on the Bellator card yeah, yeah. in Japan. So, um, if he, if he pulls out a win in his fight, um, obviously he's right there. Um, like I said, Gallagher and, uh, there was another name that jumped out. Oh, um, Sergio Pettis. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, Pettis is the new free agent signing over there and as well as Eric Perez who comes over from combate. So you have, uh, I mean, I suppose if you just use those four names, maybe you could do a little four man grand prix and, and get something going. Um, otherwise I feel like Bellator's kind of bought a little bit of time considering guys like Dantes and, uh, Caldwell are still alive in the 145 pound. Maybe you can let that unfold for the next, 
three or four, five months uh, into almost into summertime and let it kind of figure itself out. Even if you don't set up an official Grand Prix, you can set up, obviously they're going to have to get Pettis a good fight. And um, uh, I think Caldwell fights, does Caldwell, I believe his fight might be again in January against um, uh, Boric. So hypothetically oh, yeah. Caldwell could fall back down into the Bantamweight class uh, if he's eliminated from that tournament, if he loses that fight. Now, obviously, you don't necessarily want to give him a title fight right off of a loss, but you could then at that point introduce the tournament or Grand Prix, something to set up uh, you know, for the end of the year because you don't really have to have a champion Um Especially if you just say you just you know your 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 bracket is basically Horaguchi at the end, you know you get through an eight man Grand Prix, which is going to take a year, mm-hmm. and then come next uh, you know a, a year from this February, all of a sudden then you got your title fight with Horaguchi versus the winner of the Grand Prix. So there's several ways to get around it, and, and the Grand Prix actually saves that. So um, that's a great idea. I just I don't know exactly where you would. Um, pull up uh i don't think you could get 16 names like you did for the the featherweights yeah it'd be a little tougher i mean you got bandejas in there but he's coming off a couple tougher fights Um, yeah no yeah i was actually gonna say bandejas i i'm actually wondering uh what caldwell's initial reaction to the news was himself considering his history with horiguchi and and how he felt after losing the title to him uh here in new york um but yeah i mean you know we, we we can't uh don't be surprised, Scott Coker. You know he he will get old school on us and, and do some one night thing. You know he's done it before uh, with the dynamite events. A lot of people, I think, like outside of you and me, <laughs> a lot of people weren't feeling those. But you and I mean, guys like you and I love love stuff like that. Uh, I mean, just have a, a huge combat sports extravaganza. Um, I talked to him about that like in October of last year, and and if you see his face lights up, so I wouldn't be surprised if he. If he pulls some some craziness like that, I mean, I know Horiguchi was supposed to fight Asakura, who who had defeated him in a non-title fight. Uh, maybe you get creative and figure since Horiguchi was the Ryzen and the uh, and the Bellator champ, maybe you just kind of unite that belt for like the next year. You mm. figure out if uh, Asakura beats his opponent, whoever it turns out to be on New Year's, and then like say Mix wins on New Year's, maybe you do them fight each other, Asakura versus Mix in like. Uh, I don't know, a couple months later uh, in either organization, but you do it for like the, the, the combined belt or for both belts. And yeah. you, you just kind of, you kind of roll with that. I mean, that buys you a couple more months again after a title fight, you know, you can basically go every six months without too much noise coming up for a, a you know, a demand for a fight. So really there, it's not impossible to get through this, but uh, it's a shame for her Gucci, man. I mean, there were some fights that were setting up. Um, the other thing is if uh, we've heard uh, uh, Pitbull, the, the double champ right now has always said he wanted to be a triple champ. So all of a sudden it's a thing. Things start, <laughs> yeah. things, things start becoming available, you know, uh, yeah. uh, depending on obviously how the, the featherweight tournament unfolds, uh, you know, maybe somehow he, fits in a fight for the 135 pound belt and all of a sudden you you've got a triple champ in the in that in the featherweight tournament so yeah who the heck who the heck knows at this point yeah it's definitely a thing but but we'll see i mean time will tell i i would hope that uh we hear from bellator side soon maybe this weekend in london or or you know what have you but um i mean, i'm already segue segueing and uh put the next uh portion of what we're going to talk about that is on the podcast but um 
you know, maybe we'll hear something this weekend. But um, speaking of the weekend, I, I know you're going to be busy. You're going to be away. So hopefully you'll get to catch some stuff. But, you know, a lot of folks are are uh, huffing and puffing and talking about bias and everything that you were just talking about before. People are getting all, all butthurt that there's, oh, no UFC for three weeks. But the UFC is not the entire sport of mixed martial arts. There's a lot of stuff going on otherwise. And uh, the Bellator event is one of them. Um, I mean, I, I, what are you, what's on your radar as far as like, uh, fights? I mean, like, I know you're, you're going to be busy, but I, you, you always, you know, you sneak something in on your phone or what have you. So what do you got your eye on this weekend? Yeah, it'll be a little tougher because, uh, where I'm going uh, to visit family, there's not great, uh, internet. So I will be battling through it a little bit. Um, Combate is on Friday, and I'm not a huge. I don't always catch the Combate cards. I know. I know you try to do your best on that. Um, Trevor Wells, one of the instructors at uh, Dan Henderson's gym, uh, is competing in that. So I'm going to try to catch his fight. Um, so I believe that's Friday night, uh, the 22nd, and then uh, Saturday, uh, the Bellator card. I'll try to uh, probably catch the MVP fight. Um, it's not, it's a, it's a European card. Uh, Leon yeah. Edwards. Um, is it, is it, no, it's a uh, Fabian, Fabian Edwards. Edwards yeah. Fabian Edwards. Um, yeah, I'll likely try to catch. So I'll try to catch like the top two fights there. Uh, you know, if, if nothing's going on, uh, I'll, I'll work on, uh, watching more, um, probably can pick that up on the app out there. Um, but honestly, probably my, my main focus will be trying to catch the Wilder Ortiz fight. Uh, boxing match on uh, Saturday night. Is that uh, is that a pay per view or is that some ESPN Plus nonsense? Or? No, it's a pay per view. Um, from everything I see, it's a pay per view. So, so I might uh, be able to catch it at the bars around here. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's a rematch. Wilder beat Ortiz. Um, the first time they fought, Wilder is forty one zero and one with the draw against uh, Fury, and Luis is uh or Luis Ortiz is thirty one and one with his only loss being to Wilder. So, um, Ortiz is older. Um, he's 40. Uh, so he's obviously kind of, a at the end of his career, but he's a big puncher, uh, had a great fight with Wilder the first time. So, uh, that'll be a fight I'll try to catch. I mean, it's a world championship heavyweight fight, uh, and, and no disrespect to Bellator, but their London card doesn't do a whole lot for me. Like I said, there's no UFC, um, which I actually kind of like, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm, go- I'm going to the event on the 14th. Uh, UFC 245. So it gives me a couple weeks to kind of prepare for that and build up an excitement, which I kind of like. Uh, yeah. And there's no events in front of it that were a main event's going to cancel and they're going to pull a fight <laughs> from uh, from the from the big pay per view coming up. Uh, so that that don't hurt. Uh, that that pay per view is December 14th. But um, you know, there's that. But it, UFC. I mean, I think this past weekend we're not going to really go into it because it was kind of a lackluster card. Um, yeah, the Sao Paulo uh, event. Jan Blakovich. Yeah. Uh, beat uh jacare by decision uh in a really a, a pretty slow all stand-up <laughs> fight not a lot of action so um i mean i think it just proves obviously it's always nice to have fights on but i don't mind getting a chance to catch up and actually be able to focus on a boxing match yeah or, um and kind of kind of change it up a little bit so um that that's that's really what i'll be doing um i know there's a combat jiu-jitsu card uh, I believe that's on Sunday on uh, Fight Pass. Um, if uh, if I get back into town and get settled, I'll, I'll probably uh, work to try to catch uh, some of that. Yeah, I mean uh, uh, that's late for me. I know we're we're on a time difference. That's why we call it Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm three hours ahead of you, so that'll probably be later for me. The Combat Jiu Jitsu, but uh, 
I mean, Friday, anybody that has is subscribed to UFC Fight Pass, uh, CFFC is on, on Friday night. LFA 79 is Friday night. I think that might be their last uh, card for the year on, on Fight Pass, and then they go back to their regular Friday night schedule on Fight Pass. And um, But, yeah, the, the Wilder Ortiz, I think, will be the focus of the weekend for a lot of folks. Um, again, I, I know you're hitting the road, and we're kind of experimenting with some new software here for this podcast so hopefully this this uh, audio and video doesn't go to shit when we end <laughs> but uh 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 what was i gonna say to you uh the one thing is uh you said the 14th was 245 but the dc event is december 7th that's when we december really- 7th okay yeah. okay yeah yeah yeah. okay I- i'm thinking i'm closer to heading to vegas than i am so yes yeah, so the december 7th uh yeah we, we spoke with is- billy for that billy correct uh, that's yeah. the weekend before so that's that's my bad. Um, so there is a potential for stealing some fights from the <laughs> from the pay per view, yeah. but uh, hopefully not. That uh, that that DC card is actually pretty loaded with some, yeah. some quality names. Um, one other quick thing of note from this past weekend: the uh-huh. BKFC card. Uh, really, kind of the a, a really a fun fight again. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lobov, Lobov versus Knight. Um, this yeah. time Knight finished uh, Lobov. Uh, by KO uh, or TKO. I mean, he dropped him and, and Lobov didn't have an answer. Uh, closed his eye, beat him up. Yeah. Uh, Knight fight a, uh, fought a really good fight. Um, kind of the total opposite of the way he fought the first fight. The first fight was like might- a, fire, a firefight. And this one he used a lot of technique and, and didn't come out really. I, I didn't see any cuts or really any blood on, yeah. on him. No, he did. He did well. And and the thing of it is that he, he called out Paulie Mal- Malinaji too. I mean, Obviously, they're trying to do their next BKFC event, but he's actually willing to step into boxing to face Paulie Malinaji. I wrote about it over at my MMA News this morning um, because Malinaji said that he wouldn't mind boxing night, and not for nothing. After going through a weekend of this of freaking KSI and Paul Logan or Logan Paul, whatever the hell his name is, I mean, if they can main event on on the zone, why not give these two real fighters a, a chance to you know? make some money off of something. I mean, you know, I, I think Paulie, both Paulie and Jason deserves it. I know Paulie hates on MMA fans a lot, but it's because he gets a lot of hate. You know, I, the guy, if you ever listen to his analyst work, he actually makes a lot of sense when he's not all fired up about Connor. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, uh, uh, you talk about that other, that other fight, uh, which I actually watched. I'm uh, not really course, proud. Of course you did. Of course yeah. I did. And, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh it's just one of those things. It's I I watch I I I'd, I'd watch two rats fight if I, if, I put <laughs> if you got head. nothing better to do. I guess. yeah, and, and uh, that was one of those weekends though, so I can't you know, fault you. Yeah, but I mean, just a quick note on that. I mean, those guys went in there, they fought. It wasn't the greatest fight, obviously, but I I don't like to. I've always I've always been one of the persons who defend people who are willing to put the gloves on yeah. or step in the cage. And I don't uh, begrudge anybody who's willing to make a shitload of money uh, yeah, to do it. Yeah. Um, and those guys somehow are famous. I have no idea where they come from. Uh, <laughs> I, didn't, I, I have no reason to ever look it up. Uh, apparently, they're YouTube stars, which I don't even know what that means. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I guess. Ironically enough, because we, we put our asses on YouTube. But... Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess you get millions and millions of people following you on YouTube. I don't know what they do, so I can't really comment on it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but good for them. I, I I mean I don't think you're gonna get Malinaji. Uh, I I think those guys made some astronomical amount of money to fight. Yeah, um, that's that's uh, what Eddie Hearn was saying. It's it's a numbers game. 
and he he's actually predicting someone else will, will try to pull this because since he pulled it off twice, he thinks uh, people will try to jump on that bandwagon and make their money too. Which is why my argument is okay if you're going to do it for these guys that not every I mean I honestly don't know what they do either. I found out that that Paul, Paul Logan Paul was a YouTube guy and and I don't know what KSI is still, but not for nothing. I mean. We know Malinaji's a, a world class boxer. Jason Knight's a, a fighter in MMA and 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 becoming a world class BK, you know bare knuckle as bare knuckles rising through you know in, in combat sports. Why that to me that's that's worth paying for. You know what I mean? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing that at all. I, I would. I don't know how they would do it. I don't know if the zone can get involved or if if uh, Feldman at, at bare knuckle wants to throw. Uh, do a one-off with gloves for for Malinaji's sake, so he doesn't break his hands, you know. Because that was my concern with that with his Lobov fight. With if you see my interview with him for my MMA news leading up to that, that was one of my main questions I asked him. And I mean, the fact that he did it, I think a lot of people give him a lot of shit, but people should give him credit for doing it. Yeah, I mean, I think that the best thing for BKFC would simply to just do an off fight. And promote mm-hmm. it that this is just a boxing match. This is we got Malinaji. He was willing to do this under our banner. It's not going to be bare knuckle. Maybe you can talk him down to some smaller gloves. Maybe you can yeah. do it with MMA gloves. Maybe you yeah. can do it with like some six ounce gloves, boxing gloves, or something like uh, Pride kind of used to do back in the day, where it was a little bit larger size uh, glove, but not necessarily uh, full on boxing. So I don't know. I, I don't know how serious Malinaji is. Um, it's hard to really know uh, up until. Uh, he talks a lot, so you don't really know if he's really willing to do this or not. I mean, his mm-hmm. reputation right now would not be good. As if Jason Knight were to beat him, it would in a in a boxing match would certainly not be good for his uh, his long term reputation. Perhaps he doesn't care at this point. Perhaps it's just about money and and still uh, a slight urge to want to compete. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that would be the best thing. I don't think uh, I, I I don't know I don't know how else they would do it. I, I I hear you on their names, but I don't think it's uh, a huge money making pay per view as a standalone. Mm. I think it would have to be <laughs> as, as part of some kind of uh, crazy fight festival, mm. or maybe BKFC does something off the off the thing where they have some MMA fights, some bare knuckle fights, a boxing match, a kickboxing match. I, I don't know. Maybe you can co promote with somebody yeah. and just kind of have like a weird a weird event, you know, I mean, they, they're bringing in this guy, apparently like the Iranian Hulk dude who's like 400 pounds. And yeah, I don't, I, I think it's Photoshop mostly. So, I mean, they're going to bring him in. He, you know, I see Tim Sylvia. So, so he can have a heart attack in the ring. Yeah. So maybe you just kind of turn it into a freak show thing. Yeah. Maybe you get a hold of KSW, you bring over Pudzilla and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, um, all right. You know, I, I mean, that's that's what you're really gonna have to do. I I I feel like, and um, and I don't have a problem with that. As I say, I, I think I think it's funny the MMA people who, who tune in to watch KSI and Logan Paul or Logan's Run, whatever the hell his name is, and then and then complain about uh uh somebody fighting CM Punk fighting in UFC. All of a sudden, yeah. it's like, you know, they're highbrow about it. It's like, dude, this is combat sports. You can't yeah, yeah. take it seriously. You know, <laughs> the first fight I ever saw was a 650-pound man getting slapped by Keith Hackney and, you know, beat down to, with a with a club, you know, with a club hand. I mean, yeah. this is this is 
This is the sport that most of us grown to love. The people that, like I said, just tune in on Saturdays and watch the card, don't know half the names, remember two or three names, and then move on to the next Saturday and catch Chris the dick off. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly, exactly <laughs> that that kind of shit. You know, yeah, yeah. the kick his ass sea bass guys that I hear at every event. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm glad they're there and I'm glad that they're supporting the sport. But um, you know, it, it's 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 fights it's for money it's uh it's prize fighting it's yeah. you know so so yeah if if they can do it anybody if Molinaggio fight if jason that works for great for him uh let him get paid uh i know lobov's already uh uh went after johnny bedford or not went after but challenged johnny bedford who, who come off another win who's five and oh in bkfc to a fight and basically just hey let's make some money let's let's feed our families and uh, let's put on a hell of a fight. So that's the kind of stuff that's great. And if Lobov has the 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 power to help somebody like Johnny Bedford um, put an extra zero on the end of a paycheck and and set up his family, then then that's what this is all about. So yeah, uh, yeah. But that's that's kind of uh, kind of where we're at here. So uh, so yeah. I mean that 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 that, that pretty much uh, closes us out for the week. So if you want to uh, do the do, do the plugs for us. Follow us uh, <laughs> at Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, at Combat Hour on Twitter, uh, at Coast to Coast at Combat Hour on Instagram. Myself at MMA Hawk 21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, at Carbeerzal on Instagram. Yeah, Ed, uh, hopefully my flight takes off tomorrow. I avoid this crazy weather. I know you got some nonsense on your coast as well. So hopefully we both get through this and. Uh, watch a little bit of bloodshed over the weekend all right cool be, be safe pudzilla <laughs> all right pudzilla. and hey guys ed here east coast side of the coast to coast combat hour podcast if you like what we're doing make sure you subscribe on YouTube and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, if you'd like to help us out and donate, uh, the support links are in any of the uh, podcast descriptions, and then some the links are also provided on our YouTube channel, the Blogboard Jungle. Um, thanks again for listening, and if you give us some support, we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Maybe uh, bring you on for a UFC pay per view breakdown or two. Thanks again. <laughs>